Hey guys, how's it going? Matt from Foulball Productions here. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that you're doing well because I am doing phenomenally. Thank you very much. It is, is it Wednesday? I think it's Wednesday afternoon. I was just about to say that and I'm not sure. I don't know what day of the week it is. I'm pretty sure it's Wednesday. Hi guys, thank you for joining me on this episode of the MFR Podcast number 29. Hello, Sentient Dildo in the house. What's going on, brother? Good to see you. Good to see you. I, uh, I I look at me. I'm, I'm streaming again. I'm making content, sort of, kind of, kind of. I'm putting up shorts. That's something. That's more than nothing. That's more than nothing. And I've been streaming. I had uh, such exotic guests as Vigilante Williamson. You know, that was a tough get. But uh, I put in the work, and I contacted, and I got him. You know? Look, you just got to believe in yourself. You just gotta believe in yourself. I was <laughs> I was looking at the news today for like articles to to cover for today's show, and there was one with that Olivia Dunn. Is that her name? Olivia Olivia Dunn. Uh, she's like this. You. She's like a personality, like a TikToker. She's like a gymnast. You know, very pretty, uh, very famous. And uh, she she was talking about the inspirational message behind her uh, Sports Illustrated, her Sports Illustrated swimsuit uh, shoot and was saying women can have it all. They can have the best of both worlds. And I want to be like, no, you can have the best of both worlds. You won the genetic lottery. Uh, and I would assume we're probably very well supported growing up. Uh, you have access that other people don't. Uh, like that would be, like I feel like that would be someone like winning the lottery and just being like, just just go win the lottery, just go play the lottery. Every you can have it too. You can do it too, just like I did, just like I did. Uh, you know, you put in that time, you buy those scratch offs, and before you know it, you're rich. I just thought that was the worst advice she could give anyone. You can do it too. You can have it all. No, no, you can have it all. You can have it all. You're 20 and you're rich and famous and gorgeous. You you won. You 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 got a great hand. You got bored with a royal flush, sweetie. That's not uh not true for most people. But anyway, just wanted to uh, say that. How uh how you doing? How's it going? You guys feeling okay? You need to talk. I'm here if you need to talk. I'll listen to your problems. And I swear I swear I won't make fun of you. I will never, never do that because it's such a <laughs> wholesome and understanding audience that I have cultivated here on YouTube. Uh, speaking of audiences cultivated on YouTube, I did uh, Nick Weiser's show last night, Toxic Tuesdays, uh, where we talked about one of my favorite films of all time, Con Air, and it was a freaking hoot. It was a freaking hoot. A lot of fun. Nick runs a great show over there. If you if you haven't checked it out, I really recommend it. I mean, he's got a really healthy, thriving audience. I think, I think like live viewers, there were something like 70 people there checking out that show. And that number held in the mid-60s for like the entire show. I was it was very cool. It was very fun. Nick's a, a good host. He's very gracious. Uh, it was a good time. Mark D with a C, his producer, rolling through, bringing up clips, bringing up images. It was a lot of fun. I was uh, I was very happy uh, to have gone, and it was a good time. So if you guys uh, have the time to check out uh, Nick Weiser's Toxic Tuesdays on Con Air, I recommend it. 
because I had a lot of fun talking about that classic movie. Aspirational coochie presentation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I thought that was uh, very stupid of her to say that out loud. But, you know, hey, what is what it is. It, there's not a nuclear bomb exploding outside my window, in case you're curious. I guess just the uh, sun came out. I don't know. I have uh, this new setup is not what it what the other one used to be. The other one was digital, you know, cave. This is more I'm using real life. This is natural, guys. There's no filters on this. This is the real me. The real me. Uh, speaking of other content and such, I'm doing um, Zax's show tonight. Y'all know Zax from the chat, straight out the chat. Well, he's uh, his channel is pretty good. Last I checked, I think it was at 23,000 subscribers. God bless. And uh, he asked me to come on to talk about, I think that the, the, the topic technically is Ahsoka. However, it's much more interesting than that. It's contrasting the female characters in Ahsoka with the female characters in The Expanse. And he's like, do you want to come talk about that? And I was like, absolutely. Yes, I do. So if that interests you, uh, come check it out. I started watching that show last night. And you know what? I do have to confess, uh, looks like a massage parlor. Yeah, it kind of does. It kind of does. It should be playing some, uh, some like calm, delicate music while you hear Asian ladies in the background yelling at each other. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So I, 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 li I lied to you. I lied to you. I broke a promise. Now, I feel there's one thing that I've earned over the uh, over three years I've been doing this YouTube, and you can see by my viewer count that that <laughs> I've earned a lot. I've really cultivated an audience. Um, but I, I, uh, I feel like over that time, I've proven to you that I'm honest. I believe that, that you would find that to be true. I feel like I'm a very transparent and honest individual. And one of the early videos I made when I started on this channel, I uh, started off by canceling my Disney Plus subscription with uh, with with the big the big mouse company because they fired Gina Carano and I didn't like that and I thought that that was unacceptable. Well, my girlfriend tried to give me her login information, so I didn't have to pay for it. It didn't work, and uh, I'm sad to say that I re-signed up for Disney Plus. I'm sorry. It's not something I want to admit to you guys. It's not something I want to put out there in the world, but it's true. I'm very sad. Uh, no, so I had to pay for it because I didn't have any other free access to it. And I was like, I'm sure I could have found it online. Uh, Sentient Dildo says, go to F movies and stream for free for fuck's sake. There's a lot of Fs in that whole little chat you just put out there. Um, yeah, I probably could have figured that out, but I didn't have you right there with me sentient dildo so i couldn't i didn't know i didn't have the access i could have maybe hit up wake down but he's in cambodia who knows what time it is over in cambodia Cambodia, man you're kidding me what i'm saying you kidding me i couldn't do that uh so i paid and uh, i started watching ahsoka i think i got you know what's fucking stupid about disney when you pause it it doesn't tell you how much time is left in the episode. It doesn't, it just, it's just pause. You're like, what? Well, is it 15 minutes? Is it an hour? I don't know. Disney people do things all willy nilly. Some shows are an hour long. Some are 14 minutes. Some are 32. I don't know. I had to go to bed. It was late because we didn't stop streaming on Nick's show till like 
after midnight last night. Anyway, I started watching the Ahsoka show. My first impressions, not that, and look, by the way, I would have never, ever given a shit about watching this show if it wasn't for the fact that Zach's asked me to come on and talk about it tonight. That's it. It's the only reason. Literally the only reason. I don't, who cares? I would never, I don't even, it's like white noise when they make Star Wars content. I don't even hear it. I don't even know what's happening. But Ahsoka, so I started watching it. And my first impressions are like, it looks great. Like, it looks really good. Like, the sets are great, and they do this thing. I guess it's after uh, Return of the Jedi, and, and like in before, like, you know, whatever the sequels do. Uh, but it looks just like where Jedi left off. Like, all the like uh, Rebel or the New Republic, like uniforms and stuff like that, like, look fresh. They look like the 70s one, and the equipment looks like the stuff from the 70s. And I was like, oh, I actually like that choice. So from a production design point of view, it's great. The costumes are really sharp. Uh, Ahsoka herself looks awesome. Like the makeup on Rosario Dawson's face is really good. And like those like whatever that growth shit she has coming off her head looks really good. Like honestly, like I was watching it on my big TV in HD and I was like, ah, it looked good. Uh, there's some practical effects and stuff. The first thing I noticed that isn't good is like the action. There's a few lightsaber battles that are brutal. They're bad, like really bad. Like the guy is like, there's a bad Jedi guy and he's walking down the hallway and he's blocking uh, blaster bolts or whatever, like laser blasts like this. Bink, bunk, bink, bunk, bunk, bunk. He's not doing like, you know, the Obi-Wan Kenobi shit from the prequels, which was granted not awesome but at least it looked like he was actually moving like this guy's literally it was like they're shooting at one spot and he just keeps moving the lightsaber back and forth it's like shoot his feet he's not protecting that like it was, it was really lame and then there's a sequence where ahsoka is looking for some map and defiles a temple she just like cuts giant holes in the ceiling of this temple and then falls in with her lightsaber you're like Okay, I mean, I don't think he had to desecrate the temple to get the map, but whatever. Um, like when you watch Indiana Jones, did he just use de uh, like uh, plastique and blow holes in the in these like ancient Mayan temples? No, <laughs> like it's a little. I felt like it was a little gross. Uh, but anyway, so she you know gets this map, and then the map's like in a ball for some reason. And there's these robots who are like, "Give us the map. We want the map." And she's like, "No." And so they fight. She is terrible with the choreography. It's so clunky. It's so slow. Like, did you ever see that video where uh, we, we had Kristen Stewart as as the uh, Charlie's Angels girl? And you're like, there's no way she's beating up anybody. That's how it felt. It was so it was so slow. Like it was like, you know, you could just see all the motions coming. It was really poor choreography. And I feel like that's something they could have cut around. You know, you could do like the that modern thing where they cut in and they move the camera and they cut again and it feels like it's going faster than it actually is. Like, I think you could have cheapened it up a little bit just to make it look a little better. And the pacing is so slow. Like, there's sequences where I was like, that was cool. Like, I didn't hate that, honestly. Like, I, I wasn't, like, every second of it was not torture. I was like, okay, whatever. This is fine. But then, like, the dialogue, it's like, uh, it's like not, it has the editing of like a Arthur Miller play or something like these long takes, then a cut and then a long take, then a wide shot 
then a cut. It's so fucking slow. And the dialogue, no one's saying anything. It's not like it's great dialogue. It's not fucking Shakespeare. It's just like little, you know, oh, we have to find the map. Well, what if happens if they learn about it? Well, we'll have to deal with that when it happens. You're like, oh my God, can you fucking move it along? The pacing is so slow. Like, I, there's a lot of girls in it too. There's a lot of yas, well, a lot of boss bitches. I don't know if they're yas queens yet. So far, they haven't done anything that's annoyed me, but I've only watched like half the first episode. But it's a lot of women. And it like, it's like one of these things where it just feels like Star Wars is just like a girl brand now. It's like, like uh, Powerpuff Girls or some shit. Like you're just like watching it. You're like, who? I guess, yeah, I guess girls love Star Wars. You know, I guess all you girls will get together and come to work and talk. Oh, did you watch the new episode of Ahsoka? Well, I was gonna, but I had to finish Desperate Housewives first. And then we're going to rewatch the Barbie movie. But then we're going to get to Ahsoka. Yeah, girls, Queen Slay, come on over. We'll make mar- martinis and watch Ahsoka. <sighs> what fucking alternate reality is that? Where, who is that group? There's probably some like fat non-binary people who do it in protest of people like me. But I don't think there's like a wide audience of just Yas Queen girls for Ahsoka. I don't know. It's a weird one. But I'll tell you, I don't. I'm, I don't despise it. I don't hate it. I don't think I would watch it if the Zacks didn't ask me to. But I mean, as far as me watching any Disney show in the past, I don't know, however many years since Mandalorian season two came out. I don't hate it. I really don't. Now that I have this stupid subscription, I might just watch uh, Andor because apparently that's supposed to be good. All right. What are you saying in the chat? Um. <laughs> Oh, uh, Wake Down would also tell me to go to F movies. All right, well, okay. Now I know. All right, there's no reason to berate me. I'm just a man. I'm just a man. I'm just trying. I'm an individual sentient dildo. I'm out here alone, okay? I'm floating on my raft. I'm trying. I'm looking for dry land, and it's hard, all right? Don't don't yell at me. Uh, you have zero interest in uh, seeing that crap. Yes, I, well, I don't blame you. I mean, it's so watered down. Even if it was good, which obviously all this stuff isn't even if it was good how much of this shit could i possibly swallow how much star wars content can anyone enjoy i mean look i love star wars i i do the original three movies are still some of my favorites i've got little star wars posters above this desk right now but like the the the, they came out in the 70s in the early 80s they re-released in the 90s and then the sequel trilogy, the prequel trilogy comes out in the early 2000s. Like, yes, there were video games and books in between and stuff like that, but they're like the content was not oversaturated. Now there's like a, I feel like there's a new show every six months. It's like, who could care about this, even if it was good? Uh, young Sinchadota, young Rosario was smoking hot. Yeah. Yeah, she was. She was really hot. And what was that movie, that Spike Lee joint? 20 the 25th hour or something like that she was hot and wasn't she she was in some other spike lee movies i recall but yeah young rosario me gusta auteur star wars there's a <laughs> really meaningful it was though it was it was like ugh. it's like a film stage play it's terrible uh meta war so in a nutshell things we already knew were shit yes i'm not reporting on this because 
I was like, I got to stay up on these things and let you guys know what's happening. I don't care. Uh, I am just doing a stream tonight, Man of War with Zax. And he asked me to, well, he didn't ask me to watch it. We're going to talk about it. But I figured to be informed about it, we should talk about it because we're going to contrast the female characters of Ahsoka with The Expanse, which I do think is worthy. I do think that would be an interesting conversation. I mean, anytime we're talking about The Expanse, count me in. By the way, I need to go play chapter two of that game. I haven't. I have just been balls deep in Baldur's Gate. I have been a Baldur's Gate deep. <laughs> That's so stupid. Baldur's deep. There's a joke in there somewhere. Um, I've, I, I'm crazy about it. I know, Man of War, you're here. I know it's a sensitive subject. I understand. But I got to tell you, man, I really enjoy it. I really do. I don't feel like it's overwhelmed by identity politics. I don't think it's like lame. I, like I haven't met any LGBT characters. There's a lot of color diversity in these races I've noticed. But other than that, like it's just a really kick-ass RPG, man. And it's on the 5e or the D and D. I guess it is technically 5e mechanics, but it's like you know, it's lots of dice rolling, lots of perception checks. You could fail. Uh, you know, like buffs. I mean, it's just, it's, it's what you want it to be. And it feels very open. Like you really can kind of go in any direction you want and play it the way you want. I understand your, your hesitation. I know you don't like it, but I recommend it. I think you should play. I think you should play. I believe the word you're looking for is mid. That's what the kids say. Sentient dildo. Why is this not working? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mid. Oh yeah. Super mid. It looks great though. I've got to be honest. It really does look good. Like, if you just looked at stills of it just to see the production design, you might appreciate that part of it. Because I genuinely do. Like, I went in there and I'm like, oh, this is going to suck. And I was like, all right, just don't think of it like that. Just open open mind. Just let it happen. Obviously, when it sucks, you'll know. So just let it happen. And I, I think there were things about it that were not terrible, honestly. Like, I was just like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. You know, there's still things where it's like, I don't, you know, you're just like, Ugh. but I mean, so far... Not hot steaming garbage, but I, I can't even imagine genuinely getting angry at it at this point. Like they've become such a parody of themselves. They've done so much more damage to the brand of Star Wars than I could ever hope to match. So fuck it. Let them just keep going. What up, Keely Chow? Hail, Keely Chow. Good to see you, my friend. Lord Thoth in the house was good. Thundercats Ho in the house was good. Oh, uh, Thundercats. Oh, I just got back from eight weeks on holiday. So Disney became unwoke. That's right, dude. DeSantis just stared him down and they're like, yo, yo, my bad. My bad, big boss. We didn't mean it. I'm sorry. We're going to stop uh, infecting society with propaganda. We're going to we're going to back off that. It was our bad. Our bad, big D. Uh, no, they. I'm sure I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's going to be trash. I'm not expecting it to be good. I'm not watching it in the hopes that it'll be good. I'm watching it out of obligations to be the most professional YouTuber I can be, okay? And I extend that on to you guys as well, okay? I'm super professional now, guys. They're going to change this whole operation around. We're going to the top. You're all coming with me. Let's go! Uh, no, I'm just watching it too much. Uh, Keely Chow, I'd rather watch an Oakland A's game than anything that is Disney Star Wars. Yeah, man, I I'd rather watch, like, a fence being painted. I'd rather watch someone count individual pebbles. <laughs> I mean, like, 
it's I can't imagine any reason to ever watch any of this shit. I do want to see that fucking uh, Andor show though, because I did hear that was actually surprisingly pretty good. So it came up in Mahler's um, Quantum Mania review or whatever it is, his video essay, which I adored. I don't think I watched the whole thing, but I think I watched about four hours of it, which is most of it, which is pretty fucking impressive. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. It was a really interesting take. Uh, and it's he, he the long man does well. I haven't watched one of those videos in years, but I really enjoyed this one. I didn't even think I cared. I'm like, I don't. And I don't. It's not like I was like, yeah, get him. But it was just interesting. He does have such an encyclopedic knowledge of the thing he's talking about. So when he critiques it and stuff and comes from a certain angle, it's pretty fascinating. I, I really do find it to be compelling entertainment. I liked it. I watched it. I enjoy it. I recommend it. Bowlder's Gape. All right. I'm just saying. I know. I get it. I understand. Just saying, Mr. Man of War. I'm enjoying it. Foundation looks nice and expensive, too. It's still shit. Hey, I'm not saying it's good. I haven't even really watched long enough to say one way or the other. I just I, I gave you my observations. It looks good. A lot of girls and pretty boring at times where you're just like, OK, move it along. Like what's ha I don't even we haven't even have a plot yet. Like you're already indulging me in dialogue sequences that like drag. Like, let's let's go. Let's get it moving. But um, did I hear that the Marvels is going to be less than 90 minutes? No. Nah. Look, man, if it was 90 hours, it wouldn't. I'd be like, OK, I, I don't. Don't care. <laughs> I appreciate you letting me know, but I mean this this stuff. I can't. I can't bother to. I can't bother to watch it or get upset about it or I don't care. Do whatever you guys want. Go nuts. Go nuts. I'm gonna work on other stuff and look at other things and watch podcasts and old shows and Taylor Sheridan and okay, ruin genre content. Whatever. Whatever. Um, yeah. So anyway, so that's why that's why I watch Ahsoka, and that's why I restarted my Disney Plus account. I'm sorry for lying and misleading to you and betraying my own honor. I said I wouldn't do it, and I did it. I'm sorry. It's just to be a good YouTuber, not because I don't hate the woke. I hate the woke, guys. No one hates woke more than me. I hate it. Oh, I'm so mad about it. I'm so angry. <laughs> anyway check me out on zach's stream and talking about it then it'll be fun uh later thundercats have a good night brother um we're gonna talk about the expanse we're gonna contrast it with ahsoka i think it'll be fun i think it'll be tight uh i got some articles i got some news got some stuff to talk about what will it be okay let's this is this is similar to what we were just recently discussing just a moment ago i think we can go with this uh here we go let's go let's go let's go let's go okay let me share this with you guys so you can see it while i talk about it so we can talk about it at the same time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh hello papa cotton what's up doggy good to see you my friend uh the only way i'd be really triggered when it comes to dizzy is if they team up with the cw to reboot buffy I can't even get triggered anymore about any of it, even for things that I like, just because that's what they want, right? They want us to get upset and talk about it. And they know their evil plans are working. I can't get upset about any of it anymore. I think it's stupid. 
It's a waste of energy, you know? Like if you're monetizing it, monetize it. I get that. But if you're just genuinely upset about it, like at home, like I, that's not good for you. It's not good for like me to do that. I don't appreciate it. Uh, Mr. Man of War coming after me as always. Attaboy, Matt. That fence ain't going to ride itself. I'm not, I'm not on it. Look, you say that, but I'm not riding the fence. I'm, I'm in a staunch anti-woke, anti-leftism, anti-destruction of Western culture point of view. That is very staunch. But I don't think me sitting here telling you why the Marvel stinks is helping shit. I don't personally think that works anymore. I don't think it's effective. I think it had its moment and it was important because it was being praised by media. Everyone loved it. It was so amazing. And we're sitting at home being like, that sucks. I don't know. Why Why am? Why do I feel like this sucks and everyone else loves it? And then you go online and you find out you're not alone. There's actually lots and lots of people who see it exactly like you. And there are charming and articulate YouTubers who are ripping this piece of this shit to, threat, to, to shreds. And that was, that was important. I still think it is important. There should be people out there critiquing media with like their independent point of view. I really do think that's a good thing. But now everyone knows this shit. Like there isn't really a, a strong contingent of like fans of these things. They kind of exist in pockets. And we're, we're not just being, a, we're, we're a washing shit content, but we're not being with all this praise. Now everyone's, we're just like, all right, I guess I'll just move on. I guess I'll go play something else. I guess I'll go listen to a podcast. And they're like, aren't you so mad? Aren't you mad? And I was like, no, not anymore. Because I get it. I see what you're doing. I see what you're up to, you little commie. I'm on you. I'm on you. So not a fence rider. Okay. American patriot. Uh, but uh, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. Also, I just don't want to, I don't want to be a crusader. You know, I don't want to be a guy waving a flag behind me, guys. We're going to get these libs charged, you know. I uh, I don't really want to do that. It's, uh, I'll, I'll leave a righteous anger is better left to those who can handle it. I can't handle it. So go crazy. I'm going to make jokes. And, uh, you know, when the revolution comes, I'll pick up an AR. Don't get me wrong. I'll fight. But uh, right now. I just need to have fun, guys. I just need to make jokes. I need a, you know, a little blow-off valve. Otherwise, I go crazy, and I'm unhappy. And that's not good for anyone, because I'm a toxic monster. Who wants a toxic monster? Not me. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not even going to read that one, because I don't have to. Because I don't have to. Because I'm in charge. All right. Let's look at the... Uh, Let's look at this article. And that was actually pretty interesting. Uh, at least what I read. David Ayer says directing Suicide Squad almost broke him a fucking comedy, he says. Directed David Ayer, who I think is actually a very competent director, doesn't know how to end things. He just doesn't. Fury was a really good movie until the end. Until the guys under the tank... That they, they had a, like a standoff with like a battalion of Nazis just gunning them down, like thousands of them. And the tank eventually gets overrun. And the one guy's hiding. And the Nazis are running by. And one of the Nazis sees under the tank, sees the guy, and decides to let him go. What? Are you fucking kidding me? 
Like, unless that like really happened, unless that was like a real story. Okay. But if you wrote that, dude, that guy just lost like 7,500 friends because of this guy under the tank. He just lost like people he's known for years, people in his own home country. He's fighting to defend. And he's just going to be like, oh, fuck. Okay. No, I, I got too much compassion. What? No. Uh, uh, it just, I was like, come on. And what's that other movie that he did? End of Watch. Not bad. Pretty good movie. Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, what's his name? Michael Pena. Who fucking rules. Um, good movie. But then at the end, like, they get got by the cartel. But they make it like it's the LAPD. I mean, I guess it, I don't know. It, it I don't quite remember because it it's been years since I saw it. But it felt one of those things where you're like, oh, come on. Come on. A little far-fetched. Just sort of took me out of it again. Um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm overly critical. Maybe these things, I, w- I wouldn't even see them if I watched it a second time. Or maybe they're saying something I don't get. But I don't know. But I, stu- I do think overall, competent director. Uh, Sergio Dillo disagrees. No, he's not a competent director. All right. Fair enough. Ah, the cop shaky cam film. I thought it was pretty good. I thought Jill and Holt did a spectacular job as that cop. I remember like the first time he grabbed the mic to talk into it, like, you know, whatever the hell they say. He said it just like cops. Like every cop I've ever seen, he said just like him. I was like, whoa, that was cool. He really nailed that. I thought I, th- I thought it was good. You know, a little ridiculous, a little bit like um, what's that movie with Denzel training day? A little bit like training day where you're like, OK, I don't really think any of this goes like that. But I, I liked it anyway, regardless. Back to the article. David Ayer recently opened up about the, his experience making 2016 Suicide Squad, which he said turned out very different from the dark, soulful movie he set out to make. The director spoke candidly during a recent appearance on Real Ones with Joy John Bernthal. Wait, John Bernthal's got a podcast? Really? I like John Bernthal. I've also met John Bernthal and... and talked with him briefly he is a really cool dude he's a really interesting guy but i i don't like movie stars or actors doing podcasts maybe this one's different but i I just i don't understand the point really like i I don't i don't really know why because i know you and your position you can't really say anything i i know how limited you are i i know like at least a, there's a portion of you that's pr for the entertainment industry just out of self-preservation not even being nefarious so like i don't know like i don't know and we've also had like celebrities been so demystified over the past few years it's like i just i don't even know what maybe if i was still pursuing acting i'd be interested in it to like hear perspectives from the actors or whatever and they could talk about the craft and talk about what it's like to work maybe that would help me but from just a pure entertainment point of view i just can't imagine that that's interesting i don't know hello okay what's going on brother matt's true hollywood stories yeah i know it's a pretty i should do a whole episode about how we talked and uh introduced himself as john and i said i liked him in the walking dead even though that show stunk uh yeah it was a real it was riveting it was a riveting conversation worth plenty of hours to talk about 
Hey, at least he can work during the strike. Ah, good point. And by the way, obviously, I can't talk. I mean, I, I'm a failed actor turned podcaster, YouTuber. So, I mean, like, I can't certainly judge. And I'm not judging him. I'm just saying, like, from a just a consumer, just like, I don't really care. I'm not interested. No, I want to hear someone with a unique opinion or uh, authentic or someone who's like very entertaining. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe he is all those things. I don't know. I've never watched a second of it. But anyway, he's on this podcast called Real Ones with John Bernthal. Uh, Hollywood, I tell people, is like watching someone you love get fucked by someone you hate. That's That's pretty good. That's a pretty good line. And also, I think we could all be like, oh, that sting. You know what that feels like? Not the actual, but like you can imagine it. You can imagine it. Ayer told John Bernthal, the big one is Suicide Squad. That shit broke me. That handed me my ass. Ayer explained that he took the project on after completing Fury. The 2014 war drama starring Brad Pitt and Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf. I had the town in my hand. Could have done anything, and I did do anything. And I got on this journey with Suicide Squad, he recalled. And the same thing, authentic, truthful. Let's do all the rehearsal. Let's really get into each other's souls. Let's create this amazing collaborative thing, right? But then he took the film on a... But then... But he says the film took on a different tone after Deadpool and Batman v Superman came out. Foreshadowing. And then Deadpool opened and they never tested Batman for Superman. So they were like expecting a different result and then got hammered by all the critics. And it's like, okay, we're going to turn David Ayer's dark soulful film into a fucking comedy now. Oh. Ayer has been outspoken about his feelings regarding the Suicide Squad cut that critics pan when it hit theirs in 2016. The director recently said that DC boss James Gunn promised his unseen version of the film would have its time to be shared. Are they really releasing the Ayer cut? I thought that was just a joke. Who, like, okay, I believe he got fucked over. I believe he got dick in the ass, as they say. But realistically, how good could that Suicide Squad movie really be? I mean, best case. I I can't imagine. If you had Thelma Shoemaker edit that thing, I don't, I don't know how good it could be. It's not that interesting to begin with. Like it's like a gimmick. Was it um was it James Gunn who did the most recent one? That was the best you could hope for with a with a concept like this. It's it's so like kitschy. It's like fine, I don't know. Um, let me see here. Looks like I may have gotten a super this a, a super chat, super untip tippy from <laughs> Hunt tax tip from Stream Elements. Man of War 65, David the Beast. Hell for $6.65. Also, my first super chatter ever. Thank you very much. Oh, you're leaving? Hold on. Let me read it before you go. He says, Here, hear me, boy. Oh, do yourself a favor. Throw this towards They Live 35th Anniversary Fathom Events this weekend. Christine 40th, the following. I've never seen Christine. That's that. That's the Stephen King book, right? Or movie, Christine? Am I right? Hold on. Yeah, yeah. No, I've never. Uh, I've never seen that. 
I'd be interested to check it out. And you know what? I will. And thank you very much, Man of War, for your great, great, gracious. Jesus Christ, I can't speak. Why did I think I could be a podcaster? Gracious tip. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much. Have a good one, bro. Be well. Be well. Studio in interference lit. Yes. Man of War gave you the uncut tip. <laughs> Funny. Funny. Um, do we really need air cut though? Are there, are there, are there, is there, are there enough people clamoring for that? Are they going to put the time in and be like, I don't know. Maybe there was a great movie in there. I, I'm not really sure. What's going on? Mad Martigan, Mad Chismo. What's Gucci, my ninjas. Good to see you back, Matt. Thank you very much. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. I'm happy to be here. Thank you, sir. Uh, it's fun. I like this shit. Uh, such a deal. I saw Christine when I was a youngling, liked it. I saw Maximum Overdrive when I was a youngling and liked it. I thought that was fun. I don't know that it would hold up as an adult, but I did think it was a good time at the time. But hail Man of War for your recommendations. They Live does also indeed kick a whole lot of ass. When I was Mr. Conspiracy Theory, bro, when I was in my 20s and I was like all on conspiracies, then I'd get loaded and watch They Live. Oh, go like read articles about the new world order and the Illuminati. Yeah, They Live does rule though. Does kick ass as a movie. Okay, anyway. Ayer has been outspoken about his feelings regarding Suicide Squad cut that critics panned when it hit theaters in 2016. The director recently said DC Buzz. Oh, okay, I already read that. All I know is my unfilmed scene plays much better. Un God damn it, dude. All I know is my unseen film plays much better than the studio release. My interest in my the interest in my fuck. All right, that's it. I'm not reading anymore. Obviously, I can't read. Son of a bitch. What's wrong with my mouth? Fuck. I can't speak today. I apologize. I apologize. Um, pretty interesting. So I guess like that was uh, when they did the Batman or the um, like the Snyder cut, right? Justice League when they just weeded it up and they like mangled the tone. I guess that's what happened with this movie too. They like completely just tried to force in like angles and a whole new perspective and different jokes that don't really belong in that movie it is interesting because when my let me tell you about my time in hollywood guys my time in hollywood no that's what i noticed like when i was in hollywood like as a wannabe actor like they would tell you basically to just copy other like actors and like what's your type let's that's why you'll read you know like oh it's like uh he's a johnny depp type it's like they want like they they just want that the proof that it worked and then mimic that until it doesn't work. Like that's what they do. That's what they told. That, that was the advice they gave me on how to market myself as an actor was just like mimic other people or copy this or live into that type. Like all, all these things. It was like their individuality is what? No, that's, that's the, that's the exception. That's that weird anomaly that every once in a while happens. Uh, so it does make sense that they're like, Oh fuck. Batman v Superman didn't produce the way we wanted it to probably cost way too much money. Also probably had a terrible foundation to begin with. Who knows? I mean, I, I didn't read the script, but what I, from what I heard about the movie, I was like, what? That sounds terrible. Um, so then they're like, Oh, okay. You know what works funny 
Marvel is funny. So that works. So let's just make ours funny and then money. I, you know, it's it's uh, it's spectacular. The people that run these billion dollar companies with all these hundreds of millions of dollars on the line per movie and how wildly incompetent they are at making movies. It's like it's a lot like government. It's like, how did you get there? How do you have that responsibility? You are so unqualified and you make terrible choices. Yet somehow it's your uh, you, you continue to get doing it. I don't know. Uh, hello, Joe's Atmosphere. Good to see you, my friend. Hello, hello. Uh, Machismo, we made you. We made you. Holds up. Word. Uh, I'm more interested in the Schumacher cut of Batman Forever. <laughs> Keely Chow's salty today. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, I just, I can't imagine. Just can't imagine, like, that being compelling, you know? Just, like. I really want to know what the true backstory of Deadshot is, or I want to see that emotion, you know, the bond between the alligator and the Australian guy. I bet there was a lot of depth and humanity in those things that I could learn from, that I could take and put into my own life. Who cares? I mean, I don't know. I just, I like the, the line of uh, Hollywood's like watching someone you love get fucked by someone you hate. I've heard about that. I mean, um, what's it like? Louis C.K. talked about he did that movie Pootie Tang, and because he didn't have final cut, the studio just like wrestled it from him and then brought in another editor and then changed so much about the movie, added a voiceover that was never there, and the movie was a bomb, it was a flop. But he just had it like stolen from him and then butchered. It's gotta be a crazy, that has to be crazy. Like, I know it's like it's all their money, they're investing everything into it, but it's like it is your ideas. They did hire you specifically to do a job. And then they're like, we got it from here. Even though they're not really creatives, right? Be like giving me your your symphony to edit. I'd be like, no, no, no. More horns here. Uh, the audience loves the triangle. More triangle on this side. But I don't know what I'm doing. Why would you give it to me? Why would you give it to another composer? Oh, hilarious. Maybe human. In Batman v Superman, Batman just wanted to know about Superman's menstrual cycle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why'd you say that name? Why'd you say that name? We couldn't possibly have the same name. You mentioned my mom, and I immediately don't want to kill you anymore. Sentinel, uh, snarky Marvel humor ruined mainstream movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said. That's an you can make that argument for sure. I also think you know, like all the giant movies. I mean, also don't forget, around the same time, we had like all the Hunger Game movies and like the 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 Twilight. Even though it was later, but we had like all the Twilight like uh, franchises, like all the giant money making movies. I think is kind of like what brought down good Hollywood. You know, in addition to other factors, but. These movies that like, you know, you invest one hundred fifty million and then you get nine hundred and fifty million back. They're like, well, what are we doing with this ticky tack shit? What are we doing getting, you know, 20 percent profit, 30 percent profit? Let's get 500 percent profit. What other shitty IP you got? Maze Runner. Great. That's got an audience. Slap Kristen Stewart on that thing and let's fucking make some movies. Is she in that one? I honestly don't even know. 
I'd never seen those movies. But that's just, it became like franchising. It was like, you know, like we don't want mob and pop burger shops. We only want McDonald's. We only want Burger King. That's it. I agree. But, you know, the thing is, too, like a lot of people forget. And and I'm not talking about recent times. I'm talking about the past, you know, the beginning of the Marvel thing. While that was going on, television was fantastic. There was like so many good TV shows. There were so many good, like, you know, the wonderful series with great characters and great stories. So it's like, yeah, you didn't have cinema as it existed. You only had like, you know, a theme park rides, but you did have some of the best written TV that's ever existed. So I kind of feel like that's what happened. There was like a split, right? It was like, you know, go make theme park ride movies. And then all the people who really like writing and character and story went and wrote TV. And I think it was a pretty decent trade-off because like while all that was going on, I didn't feel like, oh, if only they made good movies anymore. I felt like I was constantly wrapped up in some kind of series. I was constantly watching some, you know, like really intricate, interesting story with like cool concepts and like fun things. Like it was, I think it was just once Trump got into office, that fucking destroyed entertainment. That was it. You know, like I saw you could see like the seeds of it being planted, especially I could living in Hollywood and working in Hollywood and reading these like scripts that were there. It was just, you know, all this representation stuff and all the woke things that we can't stand. I've been seeing that well before it became mainstream because it, you know, I'm reading the scripts as they're getting made. And you're like, oh, boy, this is this is not good. But I think like once that happened, it just fried their brains like they couldn't. It was like it became illegal to make good content. It was like we only make propaganda now. And if you're not on board with that, you get out, you white supremacist. Like I, they, I think they lost their shit. His election, I think, sent such a shiver through the country, through the, the world, through the entertainment industry that just like it just nothing was ever the same. It just disrupted everything. And everything now became about not that. That's what I think. I, I can't. You know, I can't prove it, but I didn't feel like when the when all the Marvel movies were in full swing, like when Avengers was out, uh, you know, uh, even like the second Avengers and stuff. Like I just, I, I don't know. It's like I didn't feel like there, I was a, a lack of content. It was only once like the new Star Wars came out, and they're like, "This is good, and you should like it." And I'm like, "I don't." I don't like it. It's like, well, that's because you're a racist. And you're just like, what the fuck's going on? And everything started changing. And then slowly, like, like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, like one by one, all your favorite franchises just started fucking going away and getting got. And The Expanse, I was like, but it won't happen to The Expanse. It can't happen to The Expanse because The Expanse has always had all the representation. It had all this stuff. Well, I guess it didn't have enough because that got got too. It all got got. It all became about that. And I think that is far the far bigger culprit of, of uh, destroying of entertainment because we had giant movies in the 90s. Like Con Air would be the equivalent of like a Marvel movie today. Like I know like the quippy jokes, but I know like Con Air is all comedy. Like there's so much comedy in that movie. And those, and those were like overblown action movies. And people said back then, the 80s and 90s, that the blockbuster ruined cinema. It was over. It was dead. Fucking little did we know. The 90s, you had, I mean, some of the greatest independent movies ever. 
you had such a cool run. You had the introduction of Tarantino and, you know, uh, all these like fun, interesting people. Fincher pops on the scene, like all these great auteurs uh, that just become like this new renaissance of of movie making. So, no, I really don't think I think it's once it became the stranglehold, like because imagine Hollywood, right? Like imagine like a corporation with like an HR department, right? Imagine that that, you know, and you have like and they, and they kind of have their hands tied a little bit. They can only do so much. They only got so much wiggle room. Well, imagine a corporation where everyone's HR, <laughs> everyone who, who wants to be in, who works around it, who writes, who does craft service, who drives everyone's HR. Everyone's got inclusivity demands and, you know, redistribution of wealth demands and everybody's, you know, like, oh, you can't say this. and You can't do that. Like, that's like it's just a whole town of like HR girls. It's like, yeah, you literally can't make anything else. You can't. You're, you cannot push through that. How? How do you how would you make a traditional movie now? It would be shot down on so many levels. Before it ever got made, it'd be impossible. It's impossible. And I really think it's got more to do with politics than it does have to do with like returns and money. I think the money and returns is part of it, but I don't think that is the number one thing. I think it's more about the politics. That's just my opinion. Okay, let's go to the chat. Um, Keely Chow, Disney is evil and Warner Brothers is dumb. Gary Beekler of Nerd Roddick. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure there's a degree of evil in Warner Brothers as well. But I, I yeah, I, I, I would, yeah, I'd subscribe to that. I don't know how. I don't know how a corporation can be so misguided. Like, if Nissan just started making cars that would break down all the time and people stopped buying it, and then they just made another car like that the next year. Like, I don't understand how a company like that stays in business. How do people not be like, oh, Nissan blows? Maybe because it's like you could drive all the other Nissans and like if the new ones suck, it doesn't really affect how well yours drives. I don't know. I really don't understand how they could be so bad. But uh, Kevin Feige needs to stop ripping off Joss Whedon's Buffy humor. Everyone just starts to stop ripping off each other in general, man. Just start doing like, can we go back to being interesting? I don't know. Like, I know marketability is a thing, but I don't know. I just miss the days when it was like, oh, that's different. How interesting. Not like that's a decent facsimile of the thing that already made money. Lynch's Dune is a prime example of that shit. What shit? This was like a few minutes ago, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Sammy boy. Sammy boy. Dropping ducats on me. Thanks, my friend. Celebrate the beginning of September and hope you're... Oh, God, it's almost September. Holy shit. Whew. Celebrating the beginning of September and hope you're doing well. Would love to have you back. You're going to have me. Please do not cut me in half, Sammy boy. Please. I need to live. Would love to have you back uh, when you're free to come to the Whitfield Report on Wednesday nights. Also, the MCU may suck, but Spider-Man game is 100. I haven't. I never watched any of those Spider-Man movies. Thank you, by the way, Sammy boy. I really appreciate the super chat. My friend, you're the fucking man. I would love to come back anytime. I'll have to figure out my schedule. I got parents coming into town soon, but you know, we'll make it happen. We will make it happen. Thank you very much. Apparently, people like those Spider-Man movies. I liked the Into the Spider-Verse, the first one. I didn't even know the second one came out. It was in theaters. I was like, oh, they made another one. I don't know. I didn't care by that point. 
You know, I thought like, I thought like, even though it's like Miles Morales, he's like not really Spider-Man, but they played on it a little bit, you know, even though the original Spider-Man was kind of like a dork and he's like, I don't really want to be Spider-Man anymore. Like they were doing all those things, but it wasn't a really egregious execution of it. I didn't feel. And plus his dad being a cop, you're like, okay, they could have really taken a swing there where you would expect them to take a swing and they didn't. So you're like, all right, okay. Kingpin was really well animated. I thought he looked like really exaggerated and I kind of liked his motivation. Like he had a human motivation for trying to find, you know, his dead wife or whatever, like in another multiverse. I thought that I, I really didn't hate that. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was fun. I didn't watch any of the, the new ones. I was so turned off with the original, like the original Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I was like, yo, Spider-Man punches and kicks people, dude. He hasn't punched or kicked anybody. He just shoots web in everyone's face. Little homoerotic, you know what I mean? Just getting all the bad guys with white goo. It's like, ah, can you just kick them? Can you do one of those things where you come down on the web and kick him in the head? You know, one of those athletic Spider-Man kicks? I don't know. I just, I don't know. I didn't really get into it, but uh, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much. Um... Maybe human. Never forget, Disney made Finn an Imperial Janitor instead of a Jedi. An Imperial Janitor. Yeah. And they did that for a joke, literally. You could just tell. They're like, oh, it'd be funny if we made him a janitor. But then they didn't like consider all the implications that that has on the character and what that means and how how are we going to have this janitor like, kick ass in combat? Like a janitor like and an army ranger are not the same thing, but they just gave him like the skills of like an army ranger. Like he took on I can't believe I'm still talking about this. <laughs> Star Wars sucks, guys. Essentially, uh, don't forget me too. All those execs had to play ball. They're going to get got. So everything got yassified. That's a good point there too, Essentially, that is a very good point. Right? Yeah, that whole movement that happened and that was legit. I remember when that was going on big time. I remember being at the, at the Golden Globes after party. Not that I was a guest; I was working. But uh, I was there and all the people had on these like, you know, time's up pins. And then there was this little group of like A-lister girls, like all just congratulating the ever loving shit out of themselves, like Natalie Portman and all these girls. And they were just so happy. And like, they're like, girl power, girl power, girl power. And they're like, I remember literally there was like this 60, I swear to God, she looked like she was in her fifties or sixties year old, like Mexican, like bartender, uh, busing woman, like who was like working the event. Right. These women, like it was like that woman didn't exist. Like she was a, a like a, a evaporation. I'm just like, wait a minute. Wouldn't you be like including this woman in like your Yas queen? Like all women are amazing thing. It's like, well, you don't actually mean that, do you? It's like, this is about y'all. Like, you guys. Like, you know what I mean? You Hollywood celebrity princesses. It's just like, yo, you already won at life. Like, yo, you already had everything to go. It's like, yeah, but I didn't like the way it went for a while. Before I, I had a lot of success, I didn't, that wasn't great for me. So now I'm going to take all the success I got and also vilify the people. Yes, Queen Slay. Oof. But yeah, that did have a lot. You're right, dude. There was a lot traded. There were some people from the Me Too movement, and I'm like, how did he come out unscathed? Not that I had any firsthand knowledge, but just someone like Jeremy Piven. Like, I heard stories about that motherfucker, and I was like a background actor. 
Like, how the hell did I hear about this shit? And you know what I mean? And yet, like, this this guy, no, no, nothing. Teflon, right out the door. You're like, how the fuck? How? I mean, if I heard this story, that means there's an accuser out there, whether he did it or not. I don't know. I'm certainly not saying. But I just, I heard. And it's like, you know, it's a rumor, probably. But still, like... That didn't even come out in the news? Nothing? The amount of people, I was just like, how did that? There's just, you know, some deals being made or something going on. It's a dark, it's like the mob, dude. Hollywood's a dark place, bro. I'm happy I'm not there anymore. Victimhood is currency in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. But like Sentry Dildo says, it's not just Hollywood, bro. It's culture right now. Social media? Dude, look at social media. TikTok? Like that's like people like people wear their like neurodivergencies like uh, like uh, like it's clothing. You know what I mean? It's like it's like they have like a name tag. I'm Jessica. I'm autistic. I'm I'm ADHD. I'm this. It's just like these are things that like you have to like you know work with. You know what I mean in your life. You know like hurdles you have to work. It's like it's not something you just tell. It's a weird thing to just tell everybody. I think like why are you doing that? What's the point? Strange. And it's it's all over like the internet and shit like that. And then like, you know, obviously identity politics, you know, you it's like oh, oh, just just saying these things exhaust me. Oh yeah. Good point, uh, office girl. And good to see you office girl by the way. Um god damn it, fucking stupid. Go away. <sighs> fucking Windows stinks. Stop it. Go away. I don't want you here. Oh, Christ. Anyway, um, good to see you, office girl. By the way, I uh I came up with this, I came up with a scheme, with a plan, the vision, an idea. And I think you would express interest in something like this. Um, I for members, I'm gonna put together a uh I'm I'm working on it, but a through the website Roll20, which is a tabletop RPG hosting website, I'm going to be playing the Expanse uh, RPG game with members, right? And I know you express interest in being there. And if you'd like to be there, I'd love to have you. And also anyone else who wants to be there, you let me know. Just got to be a member. Hit me up on social media or whatever. Just, just get in contact with me. and We can play some Expanse RPG I think it'll be sick. I think it'll be super fun. I'll put the clips up. It'll be a blast. It'll be a blast. Uh, yeah, so glad you're here and hello. What up, Lord Thoth? Good to see you. But yeah, that is a that is a good point. And Kevin Spacey was innocent, lol. Yeah. Yeah, that was a... But then there was that one guy, that actor from Rent or whatever, who like made it very public. And he, he like... I mean, he could be lying, but it didn't sound like he was lying. It sounded pretty dark and like real. I don't know. Thoughts of a member of Roll Twenty Two here. Nice. Okay. Cool. Uh, you don't really have to rewatch it. It's not like a trivia game. Like it's just like any other uh, role playing game, right? You just you pick a, pick the character and play it as you see. It doesn't. You don't really need to be all that well versed in the Expanse. Have to learn how to play the game. But um. You know, that can that knowledge can be acquired rather relatively easily. Uh tabletop, that's some nerd shit. That's right. Damn right. It's the most fun, man. Tabletop is the most fun gaming experience there is. It's the best. Cause there's like 
the only limitations are the mind is the mind of the GM, which is so much fun and the rules of the game, obviously, but uh, there's nothing quite like it. I love it. So, so very much. So very much. Uh, Just go go scroll through your chats real quick. Want to see what y'all are saying? Nothing interesting. Ah, just kidding. Uh, Ruben Christopher Haynes. Hello, good to see you, my friend. What's up, doggy? Um, yeah. So, uh, Hollywood's fucking doomed. Don't watch it. Um, what have I been watching? I wrote, like I said, I watched Con Air. Obviously, I watched Ahsoka, as I said. Um, I haven't watched anything good. Ooh, I started a terrible show. I don't recommend this show at all, everybody. No, I don't. Uh, it was recommended to me to watch. Speaking of Spider Man, Tom Holland in the crowded room on uh, Apple Plus. Wow, what a piece of shit! <laughs> that show sucked. Oh my god, it was really uninteresting. Super ham fisted. You saw what they were trying to do a mile away. I mean, it was they. These people had never heard of subtlety. It takes place in the '70s, right? And it's like he's riding like a a bike with like the banana seat and like the big hand. It's like, guys, it's the '70s. He's got bell bottoms on. It's the '70s. Get it? The '70s. Every single scene was like that, ham fisted, like set pieces. Like we get it. We get when it's set. Holy shit! And the whole conceit of the show. Spoiler. I guess it's based on a true story, which the true story may be interesting. I have no idea. But this show was so poorly executed. It was so bad. It made me mad. It made me angry. I like turned it off aggressively. Um, and uh, um, But the whole conceit of the show is this guy, I guess it's a true story, and he was convicted of murder or something like that. And he's the first person to ever get off uh, murder charges for being a paranoid schizophrenic. So like, I guess like one of his other personalities killed the person or something. I never got that far, but it was, it's an interesting idea. It's an interesting thing, but this show stunk. Absolutely stunk. Uh, I will watch sanctuary. The thing is most of the time when I'm watching TV, I'm watching it with my girlfriend. You know, I watch like I'm watching hard knocks, uh, on HBO to get ready for the uh, NFL season. I'm excited. Jets look pretty good, which is weird and shocking. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm watching that. But if I'm watching like a series, for the most part, I'm watching it with my girlfriend. I don't know if Sanctuary is going to be a big like a, a sell. We're watching Winning Time right now, which is the Adam McKay show about the Lakers in the 80s. I like it. I think it's pretty good. It's uh, John C. Riley is like the lead of the show. I, I'm enjoying it. I think it's really fun. It's 100% Adam McKay. It's like if you've ever seen um, The Big Short or any of those movies where he like, you know, characters talk to the camera and explain things. It's like that. But I, I like it a lot. I'm really, really enjoying it. <laughs> no, I know. It's about sumo wrestlers. No, no, no. I, I do want to check it out. Oh, you're talking to uh, maybe human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and also subtitles. I feel like it's a, I feel like I'm asking a lot of my girlfriend, but maybe she'd like it. I don't know, but I haven't, I haven't pitched it. We're watching winning time right now. So when we get through that, we'll probably go on to another show. Maybe I'll watch sanctuary when I have some free time. I have so little of that, but if I ever do find some, I'll check it out. I do appreciate the recommendation. I remember that one. I genuinely did. Um, yeah. 
Um, yeah, but I, I write winning times pretty sick. Winning times pretty sick. Uh, yo, aliens are among us, people. Yes, they are. They're real and they're here and they're shooting pebbles at us, apparently. Actually, I don't think that's what this article concluded, but that's how I want to interpret it. I want to interpret that aliens are shooting marbles at us, guys. Oh, heavens to Murgatroyd. These, these, these websites make it impossible to use their content. Ads, ads, little screens, pop-up, video. God damn it. Oh, hello. JT Gun, late night with Cap. Hello, hello. Uh, for $5. Thank you, sir. Who paid to be your girlfriend? I fucking did. I fucking pay. It's a lot of money. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I like winning time. Fun show. It is a good show. It is a good show. Uh, no, I, 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 my girlfriend's actually pretty good about sharing expenses with me. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I just think that's funny. Um, but no, she's not, she's not a paid sex worker. She's a real girl. A real woman with her own thoughts, individuality. She voted for Trump. Uh, you know, she's uh, she's she's got she's got her own thing going on. No, real person, real individual. Late night cap. Hail, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, my friend. Uh, Office girl says, "Listen, there are aliens in the oceans. Some of that shit there can't be from here. Well, maybe, but some of it's also just fucking old as hell." Like, what they say, like, sharks haven't changed in, like, 65 million years or something like that? And then you see those big, giant, like, roly-poly-looking bugs at the bottom of the ocean. You're like, what the hell is that? There are a basket starfish? Ugh. Some creepy-looking things, man. The ocean is full of weird shit, for sure. But it's also been around creating life for a really long time. And I don't think they suffer the cataclysmic, like, uh, like extinction events that happen like on this on the land as much you know i don't feel like they're as vulnerable so they can like survive more and live through more so you have like these old really old creatures that like they don't mesh with the current biome but they are still there og oh, octopuses are our future overlords yeah for sure dude octopuses make me feel fucking like i still like enjoy a good octopi or cuttlefish but I do feel a little weird about it like because they're like, oh, these things are so fucking smart. I guess not smart enough to not get caught in a net, you fucking retard. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but but pretty good. Um, maybe human says, how do aliens how do aliens have time to shoot when they're busy probing us in weird places? I mean, multitasking, bro. You know, it's like you got to maximize efficiency. It's like what these you know, what these YouTubers say, right? Tim Ferriss. OK. The four-hour work week, bro. You need to maximize your potential. You need to layer your activities, right? Okay, you can probe with one hand and shoot marbles at the earth with the other. Okay? There's no limits to this. Okay? There's The orthodoxy has convinced you you can't be productive, but that's not true. I'm here to tell you you can probe someone and shoot marbles at the earth at the same time. And you can make your money work for you, right? Put those galactic credits into a bank. Let the interest roll over. Then you can probe two guys, right? Now you can probe two guys, shoot four marbles. It's compounding. It's compounding, guys. You need to optimize your efficiency and you'll be retired with your own planet, 
full of slaves you can probe by the time you're 40. Listen up, folks. Listen up, folks. Uh, Stop for lies. Matt, God created the earth in 6,000 years ago. I wonder if that can get me one of those little, you know, on the bottom, it'll say like climate change, actually. Da, 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 da. Uh, the 6,000-year-old earth theory has been debunked. Thanks, YouTube. Thank God. Because I was never going to think about this ever again. I was going to hear one person say something one time and then believe it forever. Never, ever question that concept again. So I hope I can get one. Uh, and you're right. Sejadillo is right. The earth was created 6,000 years ago. Okay, YouTube, I'm saying that. Controversy sells, babe. Controversy sells. <laughs> Uh, office girl, speaking of aliens, is there a mass effect for game and development? I read something about that. It's possible. I haven't heard anything about it. I don't know. I didn't really like mass effect three. So I don't know. We'll see. Not really worried about it. I'll be playing Baldur's gate till I'm 60 apparently. Cause, uh, I'm just, I, I can't stop playing. I'm so obsessed. I, I wish like though, that would be cool. Like if you could do, I know that would be like impossible, but if you could have like multiple, like adventures like set in the same world you know like instead of like a dlc like they just like it's the same world and everything just multiple adventures that would be fun i don't know okay anyway aliens alien quote oh see what i'm talking about look at this what i thought the ad blocker was on it is on the ad blocker is on oh wait there we go Maybe that's a problem. I didn't have the ad blocker on. Okay. I apologize, guys. I'm sorry. You know, it was my bad. See? I can't even. I can't even. Oh, for heaven's sake. I'm just trying to teach you guys about alien marbles being shot at us. Daily Mail just look ad, 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 ad video. Horrible. Oh, my word. Makes it not even worth it. Okay. Anyway, alien objects recovered by Harvard physicists from the bottom of the Pacific Ocean could be from an interstellar planet, astronomer can't claims. But skeptics say they're waiting for convincing evidence. Okay, without reading a single piece of this article, I already am convinced aliens. No question about it. I already know. Office girl, see, I told you, I'm already on my second playthrough in Baldur's Gate. You were 100% right. You're the first person who told me about it. You nailed it. It is brilliant, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Says that you did shit. Now I want to eat cuttlefish black risotto. That does sound fire. Little cuttlefish ink. Yeah, I'm down. That sounds dope. Um, okay. Extraterrestrial fragments recovered from the Pacific Ocean floor could have come from an alien planet outside our solar system, an astronomer has claimed. Planetary scientist Humberto, <laughs> I like that name, Humberto Campins, said he agreed with the sensational claims by controversial Harvard physicist Professor Avi Loeb that alien material from interstellar space has been found on Earth for the first time ever. It's enough to be excited about. My hat's off to these people. The University of Central Florida astronomer told Cosmos. I think this was a meteorite that came from outside the solar system. A huge row has erupted among the scientific community over Professor Loeb's discovery, with some experts lending support to the research and others disputing it. Well, it's a bit of a bit of a throwdown in the scientific community, okay? They're getting down. They're getting dirty, rolling up their sleeves. They're slinging. 
Uh, small round fragments known as sphere rules, pictured, recovered from the waters, have a composition of elements from outside the solar system never seen before, Professor Avi Loeb says. It's kind of interesting. That's kind of cool. So, like, metals that aren't on the periodic table, is that what he's saying? If that's the case, that's pretty groundbreaking. Like, if this is, like, some, like, you know, adamantium or something, like, some kind of metal we've never encountered before, that's that's pretty tight. Like, because isn't the periodic table, like, isn't it even include, like, theoretical metals or theoretical elements? Like, basically, like, they've tried, they synthesize by reorganizing the atoms and stuff to create, or the protons and electrons to, like, create new elements that don't really exist, but could hypothetically am i understanding that correctly probably not probably not uh the the physicist claims that the tiny metallic spheres have the composition of never seen before elements that do not match any natural or man-made alloys he even said the material could be proof that a meteorite which splashed down off the coast of papua new guinea in 2014 was actually an alien spacecraft boom aliens are real and he just he just said it it's that's it. Indisputable proof. They found a marble. It's already true. It's kind of cool though. Like, what is that? I really do want to know. Loeb acknowledges that this is the most. This is. Wait, what? Oh, okay. Professor Campins, however, believes that the elemental composition points to the material being a chip off a distant exoplanet or large interstellar asteroid. That's still pretty dope, dude. Like, if it's composed of things we've never seen before, whether it's an alien ship or not, just the fact that it's some rock from how many hundreds of billions of light years away or whatever, it's still pretty tight. Uh, Loeb acknowledges that this is the most likely explanation, but he isn't ruling out the idea that the spheres are proof of a higher intelligence. Well, okay, until it's indisputably proven, you can't rule it out. Like, like yeah, that could be aliens. It could be. I think scientists are having a moment. I think scientists like these like astronomers are, are kind of like feeling like a little bit of, you know, fame, like, you know, like the, all the COVID virologists were like suddenly famous. I think these guys are starting to feel a little bit of it like, you know, hey, if I just say it might be aliens, I can become famous. I have my own podcast. I'll be like Jordan Peterson. This is a historic discovery because it represents the first time that humans put their hand on materials from a large object. You know what I'm saying? Large object, hands on a large object. <laughs> you know what I'm getting at? Uh, that arrived to Earth from outside the solar system, he said. However, some of his peers are not so sure. Professor Michael Garrett of the University of Manchester told Mail Online, I really admire Avi's enthusiasm in his search for extraterrestrial intelligence, but I'd be surprised if this recent effort is going to make is going to produce conclusive evidence that extraterrestrial spacecraft re-entering or crashing the Earth are responsible for these spheroids. Woo, tough words for Professor Michael Garrett. Michael Garrett, take it easy, okay? The guy's just doing science. You don't need to come after him like that. Jesus. You gut him alive with words that it might not be conclusive. We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Gee, take it easy, pal. Easy. Yikes. Those scientists are ruthless, huh? They don't pull punches. They do not pull punches. Uh, um. Matt, speaking of aliens, read Remembrance of Earth's Past Trilogy. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that. Is that the Chinese one? I think I think I remember you talking about that. I'll have to take a look. I like how I pause as if you're going to respond. Um, yeah, I'll have to take a I'll have to take a look. Um, what are we saying? It's Godzilla's poop. 
very well could be maybe human. We don't know. Can't rule it out. Can't rule it out. Uh, Matt talking science. Lol. Hey, I've talked it before. I took high school biology, big guy. And one course in college, too, that I'm pretty sure I passed. Suck it. Suck it, Cap. Sounds like BS. If they discovered a new element, this would be big news, not alien tabloid nonsense. Yeah, I can't argue with you there. But this just came out today. This news was literally just today. And they said that, I don't know, maybe it's just like they're wording it in a way. They always do that. They're like, oh, elements and alloys never quite seen before. But I mean, it didn't mince words. It said they'd never seen these alloys like in ever. I don't know. I'm curious, man. It'd be kind of cool. I don't know. Like maybe it's a new metal we could synthesize and create. I don't know. Sustainability. So you can use the table. The table. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, folks. I think that's going to do it for me today. I've got a whole bunch of things I need to take care of. But you know what? I'm going to stop in and see what you guys are up to before I went and took care of them. You know? I got a big day. Did Matt answer your question? What's your question, Papa? Hold on. I don't want to go without answering questions. Papa, what are you talking about? How many goddamn... When did you... There's electricity in everyone's fingernails. That's just a medical fact. What was your question? Oh, how many kicks does it take to get the seeds out of a pickle, Matt? Is this a joke? Is this like a setup for a joke? How many kicks does it get? What is this? I don't understand. I don't get what you're getting out, Papa. Papa, what are you saying? What are you? What are your jokes here, buddy? I don't know. Anyway, it's been real. It's great seeing you all. I hope you have a wonderful day. Check me out at 9 p.m. tonight, Central, on Zax's channel, where we're going to be talking, yes, about Ahsoka, but also about The Expanse and why The Expanse is great, because that's my favorite show ever. So please come by Zax's channel tonight. Give a holler. Give a hello. Give a little how you do. And watch this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys checking me out today and hanging out with me. It's been a blast. I love you very much. Thank you for uh, Man of War, your member, membership and members chat. Sammy Whitfield, you're the man. JT Gunn, thank you for your supers, boys. Uh, check me out tonight on Zax's channel, and I'll see you all back here soon. Have a wonderful flipping day. Adios, folks. Adios. Where are we? Hold on. There we go. Got it. Bye. Thank you for watching. Please press like, subscribe, and have a wonderful day.